And you may be seated. God bless you. You might want to grab your Bible. We're going to get into our Bible lesson today. And our Bible lesson is entitled, Give Thanks. Can you say that with me? Give Thanks. And turn with me to 1 Chronicles 16. <clears throat> We're going to look at uh, the, the Psalm of Thanks, uh, the song, I mean. It's not in Psalms, but it's a song of David that is recorded in First Chronicles, which of course was the chronicles of the kings of Israel, David being the most well-known of them. And we're going to read verse 34. So since we're turning over there, um, <clears throat> I would like us to uh, look a little bit at, at chapter 16, First Chronicles. Um, uh, it, it is reminiscing about the ark of the Lord being brought in. Verse 9 says, Sing unto him, sing psalms unto him, just like we just did. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Verse, nine, uh, verse 10, Glory ye in his holy name. How many like that? Glory ye in his holy name. I get accused a lot of making too much of the name of the Lord. Oh, that's a, you're just making too much of the name of the Lord. I'm like... I'm just doing what the Bible says. I'm not trying to make too much of the name of the Lord. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Then we skip down. We'll skip all the rest. And then we come into the context of verse 34. In verse 31, let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let men say among the nations, the Lord reigneth. Praise God. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice in all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out at the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks. Let's read 34. I, I, I think it's behind me here, but let me just check. Okay. Right, we can go to the first slide now. That's where we are, actually. Are we good? Are you trying to get it? All right, we're good. Everybody's good. Here we go. Oh, give. Let's, let's read it together. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Which was, of course, David's favorite expression, for his mercy endureth forever. Now, as we look here at verse 34, and we'll let this be our, our uh, theme scripture to consider the value and importance of being thankful. Now, some people don't think of thankfulness as a Christian virtue or as a Christian. Everybody can be thankful. We, we, of course, that's true. Just like everybody can be loving. Someone could be uh, not believe in God, have no faith whatsoever, and love someone. In fact, the basis of uh, really us recognizing that we're all created by God is that we love instinctively. It's just part of what it's part of what we're created to be is to to love other people and to love our family, love our mother, father, and so on. But the idea of being truly thankful in a in a world that is uh, that is can uh, hurt you and treat you ill and all the rest is uh, to be thankful in spite of the circumstances. For example, not just to love people, but to love your enemy as well. See, Christianity goes beyond just, okay, love is, is universal. It goes beyond the universal. Jesus said, I know you've been told to love, you should love your neighbor, but I say unto you that you should love your enemies as well. And so it is with, with the uh, giving of thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Praise God. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to shamelessly 
this morning talk about the value of the Christian virtue, it being a Christian virtue to emulate and be like Christ in the way we are appreciative, the way we think about things. If you only see the negative, if you only see the, uh, what's wrong with somebody, you never see their value, then you are not living out the Christian life. Something is, is clearly wrong. And there's, as someone has said, there's always good in, out there somewhere. If you look hard enough, you'll find some good. Not that you're to ignore. Uh, it, it's not like uh, some religions which say, okay, I'm going to pour gasoline over my head and burn myself to death and it won't hurt me. That's a lie. It's going to hurt you. And to do such a thing, we're living in a world where we're seeing religion, where I heard just yesterday a religious fanatic saying, I'm going to kill Christians. I'm going to kill Christians because of their faith. In other words, their faith drives them to murder and kill other people. Well, the Christian faith is the exact opposite. The Christian faith is to love and to respond in the proper way. Now, some of us miss the fact that to, you have to cultivate thankfulness. You're not going to, let's say, for example, when, uh, let me see who's okay. I, I've got a, I don't want to use personal examples that, uh, uh, at, at someone's, uh, uh uh, expense is the word I'm looking for there. Um, so I will search for another one. But there are many times that things happen that we, death or sickness, uh, we're living in a world. Has anybody ever tried, is anybody wondering why there is so much cancer in this world? I mean, it is absolutely, I, I would love to know in a world where we claim science is going to save us all. We're going to, everybody's going to be just wonderful. And, in, and the fact of the matter is crime is worse. The world is in worse shape and, and illness is everywhere. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying doctors aren't doing their very best. I'm just trying to tell you that life can be hard. And all the going to the moon and everything else in the world, that is not changing the fact that people have things in their life that bring disappointment so someone said in fact someone said to me that's pretty naive reverend that's pretty naive to tell people to be thankful when they've had death and they've had well then you're basically saying then there is really nobody in this earth that could ever have a life filled with thankfulness because your your bottom line is if you have to face death, if things don't work out, if you don't have enough money, if you, if you don't have the things you think you need and can't get the TV show you want to watch at the right time and you can't record it just the way you want it so you can see it when you want to see it, and if everything isn't just... In other words, the criteria is no human being could ever be thankful because nobody will ever escape death. There's no such thing as escaping death. The only thing that is ever going to outsmart death is Jesus himself and when he raptures his church then that they're going to escape death at that very moment and those in the grave are going to come out of the grave I would say this then the Christian message listen to me the Christian truth overshadows all of the disappointments in your life no matter how for example when I uh, I'm trying to be, use an example that's me and not someone else that's, that's uh, at their expense my, my mother remarried when I was, uh, I was thinking about all the things I'm thankful for. So this is in my mind. Uh, for example, I'm thankful that now that I've, I've made a, passed a milestone in my age and the church was so precious and all the things they did at our, my birthday was way over the top. And, and, and I, it's very, very kind, very sweet. But I was thinking of, of the last 60 years 
I received the Holy Ghost when I was 11 years old. My grandmother, who I barely knew because my dad was an alcoholic and he left and never, I never even knew my grandmother, his mother, but she was a Pentecostal. I never heard of that. Never went to church. And I, and I know this sounds dumb. Uh, I, I, I might ought to rethink this, but as far as I can remember, the best I remember as a young boy, I didn't know what church was. I didn't know what a church was. I didn't know that people went to church. You know what I mean? If someone said, well, there's a church, I mean, I'm sure as an 11-year-old, I wasn't a total dumb brain. When I was 15, I got a scholarship to the university to study Latin, so obviously I was not a total dumb brain. But I never saw a building that said, oh, that's where people go and they worship in God and they love God and they believe in God. I never even thought about God. I mean, I'm 11 years old. And yet in the midst of all of that, of course, so my folks divorced and mom remarried and, and, uh, and, uh, and my stepfather was also an alcoholic. So we had all of this uh, undercurrent going on. And, and then in the middle of all of that, my grandmother told me, Talmadge, you listen to me. She, I'd met her, and she said, we're going to church. I said, what's that? She said, churches. You don't know what churches? What are you, an infidel? I mean, she was, you know, that's the way she was. You, you mean, what are you, a heathen? And I said, what's that? And she said, oh, you know, that's the way she was. And I said, well, I'll go, but, you know, I don't know what it is. She said, well... It's where you go and you meet God, something like that, as, as I recall. So I went to the service. That was my very first time in, ch- in a church, ever didn't know what church was. And they were absolutely as wild. I mean, they were unbelievable. As I remember, the Bibles were this big. And the people were, see, because my mind, the way my mind recalls all of this, my first response was, this is, this is not a, whatever they call this place, this is a crazy house. This is where people go to when they lose their minds. They were running and shouting, whoa, 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 and all that. But in the middle of that service, and this may seem, uh, you say, well, you're 11-year-old, your grandmother, you just met her and you'd loved her and she was sweet and so on. The Spirit of the Lord began to work on me in that very service. And before the service was over, I felt a convicting drawing of the Holy Ghost to draw me to the altar. And I ran down. My grandmother had reached over and she tapped me on the shoulder. That, that's the moment in my life I shall never forget and for which I am ever thankful. <laughs> because I would have never walked that aisle. Never. I wouldn't have known there was an aisle to walk. I didn't know people ran up to the front and prayed. I just knew I was weeping and my grandmother reached over and very gently and she tapped me on the shoulder. She said, tell me, we can go up and pray. I'll go pray with you. And I stood up. I didn't know where she was talking about it, but folks were heading up to the front and that was my first experience. And I didn't receive the Holy Ghost, but I did pray. I mean, I prayed and, and that began my journey. And uh, you say, well, Brother French, I have a story too. And, and that's, that's really what I'm trying to say. I thank God for that. I thank God because somebody somebody loved me. Somebody oh, introduced me to something more. And, and, and here's, here's the end of the story. I want to tell you real quick. That in, in terms of my own appreciation is that I absolutely hated the, the man my mom had married. 
who was my stepdad. I, of course, they were made for many years, and, and of course, this all changed years later, but I was just a boy, and I hated him. I, oh, I hate, I, I couldn't stand the thought of him. I'd tell him, I hate your, well, I won't tell you things I said, but I said things to him, and mom couldn't hear it, and uh, he would uh, respond certain ways, and Actually, he was pretty patient, I would, I would say, overall, considering uh, his rough life and so on. And uh, she met him at a bar, and I resented it. I resented everything about him. I even uh, uh, just did things. I mean, I hit him, and just I couldn't stand him. Well, then I went to this church, and I prayed uh, through, and after a while I got the Holy Ghost. It took me a little while, but... Because uh, I didn't, I learned all this. It was like the crash course. I got one of those Holy Ghost for Dummies books. I'm just kidding. Um, I came to the altar, and, and they said, we'll keep coming back. And, of course, I was staying with my grandmother. And she was telling me, Talmadge, I can see the Holy Ghost all over you. She, was, she would tell me, I said, oh, I don't know anything about it. What do you mean? Oh, I can see. Oh, I can see it on you, honey. You're, you're going to be a preacher. I can see it on you. She'd do that to me. I said, oh, what's that? What do you mean to preach? I don't want to be one of those. I mean, with those Bibles this big, I don't want to be the, one of those. And, uh, and, the, and so she just kept working on me, and Dad was going to come back. Of course, Dad was there, but we were going to head back home, which uh, I, she's in Arkansas. I lived in Michigan. And so uh, school was going to start. And, here, and so anyway, in the middle of August, I get the Holy Ghost, and I'm walking home. Uh, walking to from the church to to the house, and uh, the Holy Ghost speaks to me and says, "You you can't hate your dad anymore. You can't hate him anymore. You're you're a different person now. That's just a kid, basically. Of course, I know I was tall for my age, but um, and I said, "Well, Lord, I I don't understand. I." I can't stand him. I, I don't like him. What am I supposed to do? You have to love him. You have to love him. Years later, when he received the Holy Ghost, he said, Tell me what I'm going to tell you. The number one reason I'm in this altar. Of course, he got the Holy Ghost when God touched Jonathan, who had leukemia. That's when he got the Holy Ghost. But he said, the reason I've come to this, the reason I am at this point in my life, after all these years, drinking, crowsing, is that I watched your life, and God turned you around. You treated me like trash. And then all of a sudden, you changed. And I said, now that's religion. Now, it was years and years later that he, he changed. But So I thank God for that. I thank God that he, can, that he can do things in the midst of our lives. So, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Everybody say good. For he is good. We should thank him because he is good. Now, someone said, now, that's naive, Reverend, because, you know, the folks in Paris, they were, it was, that was just uncalled for. That's horrible. The world's in terrible shape. As though that means then, if there's evil in the world, we all must yield to its evil. So listen to me. 
The fact that evil exists in our world does not mean that God is not good. God remains good regardless of how evil may be. God is still good. Praise God and his mercy. Oh, hallelujah. I can hardly read it. I'm so in need of his mercy in my life every day that I live. The mercy of God. Anybody ever heard someone say, oh, there, there go I, but for the grace of God. Had it not been for the mercy of the Lord, that would be me over there. I can think of a thousand things, a thousand times where I looked over and I thought that would have been me. I would have been living that life. But I'm not because his mercy endures forever. He, he had mercy on me and he, and he changed my life. And not only that, he gave me a chance. He's the God of second chances. Praise God. All right. Now let's go, if you would, to Ephesians. I'm going to go quickly. I, I'm not going very quickly, but I am now. This is, you, you watch the change. It's going to be fast. Here we go. Ephesians 5, verse 1. If you have your Bibles, you could do that. But everything's going to be right on the, I think, if you can look between the leaves the autumn Thanksgiving leaves, you'll see it. Be ye followers of God as dear children and walk in love. That, see, what that means is you need to live a life that's, that's in love. It's controlled by love. Some people say, oh, you are a really loving person. You would give me all your money. Well, you, you can't dictate to someone what love is. And robbing people of their money and claiming that's love, that's not love. That's robbery. Love is when you care and you live in this sphere. And, and basically, I would say it's just like it says here, as Christ also hath loved us. In other words, the way Christ was, that's the way, the way we live. And he has given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. That, that just means that just like the offering, I mean the uh, sacrifice on the altar in, in the Jewish religion, that it would, they would light it. There were different offerings, different odors or fragrance that's the greek word for fragrance by the way you could smell this fragrance of the offering then it says verse three now listen i know some of you I'm, you're going to turn you off but i want to try to listen to me but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness three things let it not once be named among you as become a saint so it's not saints shouldn't be doing that then verse four neither the adds these uh, three more uh, filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient or they're not right. That's another way to say it. But rather give thanks. Now, I want to ask a question. We're going to go to the next scripture. But now notice that, I don't know if you can see it, but I wrote the ESV in there just because I thought some of us might be wrestling with what some of those words were in the, in the authorized. So the first one, they've translated it immorality. So I'll just read them. Immorality, it's down, in, down here is what I'm talking about. All impurity, covetousness, filthiness, which I think that's interesting that they translate it filthiness. And that's talking about moral filthiness. It's not talking about uh, dirt or something like that. It's talking about morality. Foolish talk. Now, some of you, I know you've already gone, you've already gone on, your, on your Thanksgiving trip already. Foolish talk and crude joking. That's the, way they trans- that's the way the ESV translates it. Which, by the way, I would say the ESV is a very, uh, I would say it's a trustworthy translation, except that uh, for a few things. There's a few things about it that trouble me, but, but for the most part, it's the one I will go to and say, okay, I trust these guys. 
since I teach Greek and I do translating, I trust these guys. I know some of the translators. And so the, the, this is a pretty popular translation. Uh, so we're pretty close to what the Greek text was trying to say. Foolish talking and crude joking. Now, I want to ask you a question. Why did the Bible, why did Paul, I meant to say, contrast thankfulness or giving of thanks with immorality and all these other things. That is the, I have, that's something that I have contemplated in my own spirituality for many years. Uh, be followers of God. Don't be, a, don't be immoral, but give thanks. Why would, he, why would he make that contrast? And I want to offer a, just a slight word about it. I think it's far more than this, but I do want to say this. Sin, in all of its destruction, will destroy your thankfulness. It will cause you to be negative. That's why you need to pray. And I'm talking to saints. I'm not talking to sinners out there. You need to pray because every single day, in fact, really, pretty much uh, uh, all through the day, you need to have, you need to be able to say, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm here. I just came to talk to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And when you begin to give thanks unto God, listen, if you can't thank God, then you cannot be an overcomer. You cannot fight sin if you are full of carnality and full of rebellion against praising God. Now listen, I've had people say, well, yeah, but Brother French, or uh, Talmadge, what do they call me? Um, I mean, very few people call me Brother French except in the church. Outside, they may call me Reverend, they may call me whatever, you know, at the university, they'll call me Talmadge, whatever. And so they may say, well, you know, Talmadge, you're, what you want me to do is you want me to go to church and jump up and down. And run the aisle. And I said, well, yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, I can't do that. I I don't believe in that. That's a lot of... And here's what they generally say. I'm not talking about everybody, but they generally say, uh, well, that works for you, but that doesn't work for me. I could never... That's nothing like me. I'm just one of these people. And I said, in other words... I, it's okay, I, I, I can worship God, but you can't worship God. Well, no, I'm worshiping God. How are you worshiping God? Well, I sit there and I do nothing. So sitting there, listen, folks, people can sit there and do nothing and eat their oatmeal. That's not worship. Worship is giving thanks unto God, having a heart that says, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. Now, listen to me. If someone walked up to you and you gave them a million dollars, and then they said, well, thanks. Thanks. And walked off, chewing on a toothpick. Thanks. You know what you do? You would say, I don't know that he was genuinely, genuinely thankful. I just gave him a million dollars. Okay, so let's keep going. All right, everybody say, praise the Lord. 
So rather than live a life that's unthankful, that's dictate all of the things of life that can... Uh, and I want to tell you something, folks. We're living in the world of Hollywood and movies and stars and, and all of the things and pleasures of this world that people are pulling on people. No wonder they can't find a way to get into the house of God. They've filled their lives up with things, but it is time for the saints of God to worship Him. Hallelujah. I got a call the other day. Someone said, years and years ago, now I'm, uh, now I'm, you know, over the hill. They said, Brother Finch, I, was, I heard you preach when you were in Chicago, 19 so-and-so. I said, you were alive then? Oh, yeah, I remember that. You were preaching. And there was just a handful of people. They said uh, it was like 12 people or 15 or whatever. We started that church. There wasn't one single person there. Not one person. Was there anybody there? Nobody. Not one person. Everybody that came in that church got the Holy Ghost. We go out, knock doors, bring them back, get their kids, get a bus, bring the kids. And we filled that. We finally bought a Presbyterian church. We filled that up. And and they said, I remember walking into that place. And there was just a handful of people. They said the most, I I wanted to, I I shouldn't, Lord, I'm I'm repeating something about me that, that I probably shouldn't even be telling. And Brother French, you preached like there was a thousand people in that building. I heard you preach at a big meeting with several thousand people recently. And I said to them, I heard him preach to 10 people. And he preached exactly the same way. He didn't get in front of 10 people and say, well, there's only 10 people here. And I, so I, he preached, he preached and the Holy Ghost fell. Hallelujah. Folks, we need to, we can, there's, there's something in that little story about, hey, it doesn't matter who's there, how many's there. I came to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I came to preach the word. Amen. Amen. Listen, the value of your praise is far outweighs the number of people that are there and what it will do for you. And of course, he's, God is worthy of it. Now we're going to go to the next one. Here we are. We're there. But rather... So all those other things, this is supposed to go with what I was saying a moment ago, that rather it's giving of thanks, not all the things that will discourage us. So listen to me, whatever you are facing, whatever you are, whatever you're going through today, I wonder if we could just lift our hearts and just give it to the Lord. Let's just give it to the Lord. Now, Father, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's finance, sometimes it's health and Sometimes it's just concerns of the world, cares of life that that keep growing all around us. But I give it to you today, Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy, Lord. Amen. You are worthy. Now we're entering. Let's go. Here we go to the next one. And I want to look at how thankfulness is related to the word gratitude. There really is no way to be thankful if you do not have the ability to have gratitude. That really, in a sense, gratitude and thankfulness are identical. There's some people might even take exception to me drawing a distinction because to have gratitude is to be thankful. So I know that I'm trying to draw attention to the fact that gratitude is the basis of thankfulness. If you are unable to go past yourself, now some of you are not going to get this, but I'm going to say it. And I've only, I, I, I realize I'm up against it here as far as time. But if you cannot be, if you're not able to look beyond yourself, 
Now, we're in the world that says, it's me and mine, buddy. It's my, hey, I got a gun here. It's me and what? And that's the world. We, that, that seems to be a very common mentality of our world. But it is not Christian. It is not right. Until you can say to yourself, it's not just about me. It's also about God. And I have a responsibility to God. And so God made the world. Someone said, I don't know what to thank you for. Well, he made everything around you. Have you ever seen a rose? Why don't you start with the rose? Give him praise for the rose. If you don't know what, hey, if you don't know, if you don't know what to thank him for, I can make a list for you that might help you out. <laughs> okay, you're getting way too emotional. Okay, now, so you've got to be able to embrace a God-centered life. You've, if you do not see the value of your God, you are not truly saved. Or you have backslidden. Something has gotten in the way. Now, oftentimes, we're in a culture where a telephone can become the end of someone's life. They become, it's like, the, here's this telephone. And they're getting bigger and bigger. About like those Bibles I was talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm preaching, I'm preaching again. Sorry about that. And... Young people get them, and then they are sucked into the telephone. And not just young people. They forget all about everything else. Forget about their parents. They forget about all the work that's been. I realize that a young person will be the first to find difficulty in being thankful. I'm not criticizing young people. I'm saying that we're living in a world that's... uh, taking our attention all the time and it's number one what sin does is it causes us to forget about God so that we I don't see him I'm not even sure I mean what if all that stuff is just a bunch of you know uh, I'm not even sure I I mean it's okay but I, I don't I can't be bothered by it I can't live my life by it And it's easy for us to lose the value of God himself. The moment you begin to recognize who he really is, that's when thankfulness explodes. When you recognize who God really is, he's the one that created the very first man and woman. Breathe into their nostrils. That's, that's the King James translation, which I always find very, very interesting. He breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. That's the King James version. That's from the Hebrew. He breathed into their nostrils the breath of life. And they breathed their first breath. The first man. Someone said, well, I don't believe that. I think we all came from uh, a little little uh, uh, one-celled amoebas in, in, in a distant primordial past somewhere. Oh, really? Well, g- good luck with that. Uh, if, that if that's what you think, wonderful. And, and that all evolved into dinosaurs and people and everything. Uh, just from a little old thing in some ocean somewhere. It, no wonder they can't find anything to be thankful for. But when you have a God that made you in his own image and then said, I'm going to love them. I'm going to draw them to myself. Hallelujah. Oh, folks, that's gratitude. It's getting, it's getting everything off of just me. Now, I didn't say you shouldn't be concerned about yourself, but it's not just about you. It's not just about you. It's about your God. And then when you love God, then you're going to love other people. 
Because John said, how can you love God whom you have not seen if you cannot love your brother whom you have seen? So that's added into it. And when you realize that no matter, someone said, well, that man is so evil. Yes, they may be evil, but there's always hope because we serve a mighty God. We serve an awesome God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Revival, revival, revival. Okay, now let's keep going. Let's go to the talk. So that's gratitude. Now let's look at it in a different way. Thankful, appreciative, content grateful, that's another way to say gratitude, indebted, overwhelmed, satisfied. This was a card, by the way, that I got. I kept it and uh, used it for this. I don't know who did the painting of the Lord, and I'm often very careful. I I try to be careful using uh, renditions of Christ like that, but but that to me is, is very touching. Behold and pleased and gratified. All right, let's go. Let's keep going. I've, I've got a few minutes. I want to try to wind uh, out with at least oh, uh, at least a couple more scriptures, and then then we're done. Okay. Now, uh, first of all, it is impaired. How many notice? Uh, is the pumpkin up there? How many notice the guy next to the pumpkin? Can you see that? Okay, the guy next to the pumpkin. Does anyone know who, what he is? He is what? A, okay, he looks like a pilgrim, but see, he is masquerading as a pilgrim. He's a turkey. That is a turkey. Now, I forget where I found that. I put it on the pumpkin. The pumpkin I found somewhere. Then I found the the turkey masquerading as a pilgrim. By the way, that's exactly what I would do if I were a turkey. And the, the little caption says, in spite of what anybody else does, You need to give thanks to God. You need to praise God. Because you know that he's worthy. Can we just clap our hands and thank you? Hallelujah. No matter what anybody else does. Hey, hey. Oh my goodness. I I am so wound up today. I've got to stop. All right, now, one more. I'm going to read you a a poem uh, that I love. And I know that... uh, You've seen it, it's everywhere, but I like it, and I'm going to read it to you, if you don't mind. Ephesians 5, our last verse that we're going to refer to is uh, verse 20. Giving thanks always, can you say always? Right? Now, the words of this is so little in um, my uh, eyes. Um. It looks like this is it, folks. This poem is the last of the last. Give thanks always for all things. All things. It reminds, does that not remind you when, this is Paul, but remember when Paul says, for we know that all things work together for good. That's what Paul said. That's one of the famous lines in Romans, uh, in the book of Romans. For we know that all things work together. It didn't say that everything was good, but it says that everything works together. God is able to take everything that happens, every evil thing, and then bring it about to the glory of God. That's the kind of God that we serve. Okay, now, so with that in mind, I read uh, my Thanksgiving poem. Be thankful that you don't already have everything you desire. 
If you did, what would there be to look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something, for it gives you the opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times. During those times you grow. Be thankful for your limitations, because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge. You notice that every one of these be thankfuls are things that we typically are not thankful for. Be thankful for each new challenge because it will build your strength and character. When, it, when it's in the sky, I, can't, I can barely see it. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Some of us have a lot to be thankful for. Be thankful when you're tired, and I mean, of course, myself. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you've made a difference. It's easy to be thankful for the good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles, and they can become your blessings as well. Can you say praise the Lord? Let's stand together. We're going to end our lesson there and and thank you for walking down uh, the the thankfulness road today. And I know uh, you're going to have a blessed uh, season of Thanksgiving and the holidays that are unfolding. But I wonder if we could just praise him today for all of his blessings just for a moment. Could we do that? Father,